0: you Hi, my name is John, and this is Truth Tuesday. Today I want to talk to you about how to dispose of your Bible. Now, if you're anything like me, you've had a lot of Bibles in your life. I've had Bibles since I was young. I still get Bibles today. I have gotten Bibles all throughout my life. I have a collection, not really a collection, but a good number of Bibles in my office. And, you know, I've just always had Bibles in my life. And I remember the very first time that I had to throw a Bible away... It was very tough. You know, it was a difficult process to work through because even though I knew this this medium of God's word holds very little actual value of compared to what God actually says, it it still held a certain number of significance to me and it was difficult to throw it away. Now, eventually I did, for full transparency, I did throw my Bible away because pages were ripped up and it had marks all in it that made it you know, virtually unreadable in certain areas. And I had a number of other Bibles. And so for me, I had no problem throwing it away. And really at the end of the day, and this is, I guess, spoiler at the end of the video, but it's a matter of personal preference of how you want to dispose of your Bible. And we're going to go through a few different options of how that might be. But I would just, as we're talking about these things, think about what feels right to you. And know at the end of the day, there's nothing in the Bible that tells us this is the proper way to dispose of the medium in which God's word is written. There's there, there's nothing in Scripture about that. If Scripture says anything about God's word, it says this. In Psalm chapter 119, verse 11, it says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And the Bible is clear in multiple areas that God's word belongs in our heart. And these books, these papers, whatever it might be that his word is written on has very little to do with his word and how we keep it because ideally God's word should be kept in our hearts. And even though that, like I said, that can kind of be a tough thing to un- understand, I do think I have a reasoning of why that is. Now, there is a thought or an idea of something called contagion out there, okay? Now, when you first hear that word, you probably think of the the much broader word contagious, okay? The I mean, with everything that happened with COVID-19 and and sickness and everything that still continues to happen, today, you know, we are very well aware of the word contagious and what contagious means. However, in the 19th century, that word contagion was used by an anthropologist not just for the idea of spreading disease by, un- by the unknown or unseen transfer uh, of properties between objects. It was also described as the feelings that we ha- might have or the feeling that you might have toward an object in your life, okay? Let me give you an example, Okay. In a study done in the 90s, there was a group of people that signed up to you know, go in the study. And what they wanted to figure out is if people would have any problem wearing just a regular sweater that fit them, exactly the same, is a red sweater, normal sweater, if they would have any difficulty wearing that versus wearing a sweater that was previously owned by Adolf Hitler. Now, as you can imagine, people had a bit of a hard time doing this because... The sweater had once been owned and once been worn by one of the most devious, despicable men in all of human history, and during the study, they said, you can either wear this sweater that has never been worn and is a brand new sweater, or you can wear the sweater that was worn by Adolf Hitler. And people had a really, really hard time with it. In fact, a large percentage, I can't remember the exact percentage, I have to go look at it, but a large percentage of people said They would not wear it at all, that there was an unhealthy amount of contagion that they had toward that sweater. I guess unhealthy might not be the right word. There was a negative amount of contagion that they had toward that sweater because it had previously been linked to, again, one of the most despicable men in all of history. And that gave a lot of pause. For a lot of people. Now, that's the negative idea, but there is a positive idea of contagion too, similar to like what we're talking about here with the Bible, right? That you have such a positive thought process, that you have such a positive connection with God's Word, that you don't want to throw it out, you don't want to disrespect it, you don't want to get rid of it. And in my mind, that's a positive contagion that we have, that we hold the Bible in such high regard that we do not want to throw it away or get rid of it. However, it can become negative as well. You see, if we hold the Bible in such, hard, in such high regard that it is on another level, even up to possibly God's level, it can be idolatrous or it could even be superstitious. Now, you might be saying, John, how can we be idolatrous about God's word? And it's not so much being idolatrous about God's word, but being idolatrous about the medium in which God's word is written on, if that makes sense. You know, like like the verse said in Psalm 119, verse 11, you know, it's God's Word that we want hidden in our hearts. God wants us to know His Word. God wants us to obey His Word. God wants us to live out His Word, right? So that should be the goal. The goal should not be to collect however many Bibles I can and have them stocked in every single bookshelf. And while that might be a good collection to have rather than some other collections, it's not the purpose of the Christian life. The purpose of the Christian life is to know God's word and to live it out. However, that's just an idea of, of, of idolatrous behavior. If you are looking to dispose of your Bible, then I have three different ways that you could do that. Obviously, number one, like I said, you, you can throw it out. It's a matter of per- personal preference. However, if that feels disrespectful to you, I totally get it, and you do have two other options. Number two, you could burn it. Okay, This is something that, that people have done in, in history out of respect for different things. And even though... You know, In my mind, it kind of seems disrespectful, especially with the trend going on nowadays. I don't know if you follow sports like I do, where people burn the jerseys of players when they leave their team or whatever else. It seems a bit disrespectful to me. However, if it seems respectful to you, uh, I'm not going to say that you can't do that. And that is an option that that I researched and found that a lot of people did do, because they found that to be respectful. Uh, But the third option that many, many people find respectful, and I see that a lot of people do it is uh, they bury their Bible, and if and it's no longer readable, they no longer have any use for it. They feel weird about throwing it in a trash can that goes to a, a random landfill and is just tossed aside like nothing else. And so what they do is they essentially have a burial burial for their Bible. Now, you know, I I personally don't feel the need to do that. However, if that is your choice that you feel like you need to dispose of your Bible in that way, because that's the most respectful way possible, I get that. I get that. And so out of those three options, I hope you would choose one. The final thing I want to leave you with today is a verse in 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. And it says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. You see, it's not about how you dispose of your Bible. It's about how you keep God's commandments, how you keep God's word. Are you living in the image of God? Of God. And are you doing that is much, much more important about how many Bibles you have, the collector's editions that you have, the translation that you read out of. What's the most important is to read your Bible, put it into action in your life, and know it in your heart. Thanks for listening.